This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hello everyone, welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast, the first one of 2024, so we want to wish you all in person a happy new year, so guys, want to join me in that message? Yeah, happy new year guys. Yeah, yeah, good start to the year as well, happy new year. Yeah, I've got Lee and Ben joining me for the first episode this year, so uh, welcome back guys, and Ben, welcome back after your little break, I know you were very busy over December especially, and I uh, hope everything went well with your endeavours. Yeah, everything's good. Glad to be back. Yeah, and I know uh, a time of the year where maybe you've got to get your head down a bit in it. So appreciate appreciate you coming back, and I hope hope you. I'm sure you smashed it anyway. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Obviously, we got a lot to discuss. We didn't do a podcast last week. Obviously, it was Christmas, and it's busy. You know, we want to spend time with our families. I'm sure, like everyone else does. Um, so I hope you all did enjoy the festive period. It wasn't the worst festive period for Swans. It kind of actually was a bit of up and down. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of that and Lee had a very good experience I'm sure on Boxing Day yeah Lee is that is that yeah. fair to say that's up there with some of the away yeah. days I've been on it as well you've talked you talk before about QPR away on Boxing Day I feel like maybe you've got a new one yeah I didn't think I would ever get topped when QPR smashed us 4-0 on Boxing Day and it was about minus 10 but uh, that one came close I think yeah, so we're going to talk about all that. So like I said, Southampton away um, started the festive period a bit worryingly, but it came back around Coventry away and uh, West Brom at home, which obviously was yesterday as of recording, because we were recording on the second. Um, so we'll talk all about that and some of the points within those games. Obviously, we're going to talk about Sheehan and his reign and the managerial hunt, which is still ongoing and coming up to a month long now, which is worryingly I remember when we were talking about it after the sack and saying how there was time in hand to get the right man in and get a January transfer window under his belt that supports his play style which we're now two days into with no idea who it's going to be so but yeah we'll, we'll discuss that and we've also got this weekend's FA Cup game Swansea against Morecambe which I don't know if either of you knew before this evening but it's actually the first competitive fixture between the clubs so I've got a little game for you to to play that everyone listening can play along with at the same time I'm not going to give the match away but I'll tell you what it's going to be so the game will be to name a lineup about one 
past FA Cup match. That's what I'm going to give you now, because I don't want you both thinking ahead of the game uh, of the players that you might need to be thinking about here again on the internet, because it's quite a tricky one, I think, actually. I think you will remember the game. I think everyone listening will remember the game. But when you actually think and sit down and think, actually, who was there, I think you might struggle a little bit, especially on the bench. So, yeah. You get your head, uh, get your, your cogs turn in for that one. Um, be quite fun. So let's get stuck in then. Uh, Lee, I think you should be up first because Southampton 5, Swansea 0. Our festive treat this year from the Swans uh, delivered on the south coast by Russell Martin. Um, if you didn't stuff your own turkey this year, well... We had a good old stuff in from an ex-manager, didn't we? So I don't know if you want to talk about your trip because it started off quite badly, didn't it? Yeah, so no no trains running on Boxing Day was there, so we couldn't uh, couldn't get the train on Southampton. So we got the official coach, and then on the on the morning when we got there, coaches were full, um, and ended up going in, in some private car with the security people, which was quite fun. So that was. A when you say security time. people, do you mean like the escort of the coaches? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realise that there was like a private. I haven't travelled on the coaches for ages. Tend to drive these days, but I didn't realise there was um, like a group of security that kind of run with the with the buses. And you got your stewards on the buses when you were there. Like, you know, they're on there anyway. But then this was like a separate group of people who like follow the follow the buses. And then some of them had to go on the buses on the way back. I think it was a bit of trouble. But yeah, so they just had their own car. And luckily, they had three spaces for me and. To my mates, and uh, how did that conversation go? Oh, by the way, we don't have a seat to you on the bus, but you can go in that car. Well, we kind of messed up because we haven't been for so long. I don't know if it's been like this for the last couple of seasons, but they kind of just put empty buses in. You don't get assigned a bus anymore. I mean, the only time I've gone on the bus is when because uh, you've got to with the Cardiff games, but they give you a bus then. But on that one, they don't give you a bus. It's just all the empty buses lined up, and you kind of just everybody just jumps on. So we queued up for one bus and then that one was full and then we go back of the queue for the next one. That one was full, back of the queue. And then, so we were at the back of the queue then for like the last bus, got on it and there was, there's no seats left. So I don't understand though. So they didn't put enough on anyway. So like, I, 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 what would have, what would have happened if they couldn't have fit you in the car? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely happens. It's, it's happened in, in other games. I mean, two people get on the bus and they were like, yeah. uh, Without tickets, but um, yeah. Well, we were we were just prepared to drive them. We thought, oh, if they if they can't fit us in, we'll just drive, get our money back with the bus and drive up. But we wanted to have a few drinks because it was Boxing Day. But um, yeah, it wasn't too bad really because on the way back, then some of the security people had to go on the buses um, for the way back, and then so we just had like this executive car on the way back, just three of us in the back seat. So it was nice. <laughs> Needed it after the result, didn't we? Do you want to talk about the result? No, not really. <laughs> no, I, well, no, I think we knew it was coming, but it's just annoying because I think like everybody will. I heard comments in the concourse at halftime that you know Southampton looked like Man City, and I just I don't think I don't think that was the case. I think we shot ourselves in the foot massively because we had a couple of early good chances, didn't we? I remember a couple of like really early on. I think Yates and Lowe had two decent opportunities, and then they kind of scored from nothing, and then straight after half time. We had that absolute shock when I mean, Wood passes it back to Rushworth and he misses it and and then that and you're two 0 down and then I think we just fell apart then and the the people they got to come off the bench. I mean, I didn't even realise Ryan Fraser was there and he came off the bench and scored two. 
So the you no, know, we just we just fell apart a bit after that second goal. So I think it was just one of them. I think Southampton are so hot at the moment. It was just um, they could have done that to anyone. Yeah. And but if you look at our ourselves. if you look at our form, so I think the last podcast we did might have been after Middlesbrough. Yeah. Where we lost two one, and I was perhaps unfair, and Rushworth dropped a clanger. And then we had a good win, actually, against Preston, which um, we kind of made hard for ourselves because we went, I think we worked hard to get a lead in that one and then gave it up straight away and then uh, got a goal at the end, didn't we, basically? Um, yeah, and then we get smashed by Southampton. And then afterwards, again, the, the form has been okay. So do we just sort of, the circumstances around this trip with the whole thing with Russell Martin and the history and he started talking in the media again, didn't he, about the club and how he loves the club and he loves the place and, you know, saying everything everyone wants to hear that loves him anyway. And, uh, you know, I like the guy, but I think to an extent you've got to be a little bit clever that he's saying stuff that pleases you. Maybe doing something, you know, and then they go and win 5 nil. I feel like he kind of knows what he's doing a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think he knew. I think he knew what he was saying before the game. Kind of butted everybody up to me, and then, um, yeah. And then we kind of just. Fell it's apart like a, I told you so. You should have given me money in January. Look, this is what we could have done. That's kind of what he was trying to say, isn't it? He's not wrong, I suppose, is he? He's not wrong, right? <laughs> you're right in that comment, but also right, and this is where it irritates me because you're right. He isn't wrong. He could have had money in January. We could have got a striker in, and we could have got that three points we needed to play finish the playoffs. Yeah, but. He also didn't need to like down tools for two months because he didn't get that. And that's on him. No matter what backing he did or didn't have, that's on him. So like, yeah, he should have had the back in January and he's fine to talk about that and to say, if I had this more support, we would have, what could have been is what he said, isn't it? What could have been a Swansea? That's the words he used. And I do agree with that, but it's still not an excuse for the way that he down tools, which he admitted before the, the run of, seven wins in nine at the end of the season, he admitted that he kind of lost his way a bit. He admitted that, you know. So it's no excuse for that. He, that's on him as well. So he does need to take that. And people shouldn't forget that, I think, is important. Um, but yeah, my point was, do we write this game off, Ben, do you think, as a like one-off? Circumstances around the ex-manager, the first return, it was always going to be tricky. Maybe it was written in the stars that we were going to kind of lose this one. I mean, the worry is, I think the reason we lost wasn't so much because, oh, he's our ex-manager. That style of play that the other team had where, you know, dominate the ball, whatever, is that sort of a weakness with our current shape, our current system. We've got Leicester away in a few weeks. I realise Leicester away is a throwaway game for most people. But you still want to go into these games and give a decent show in Leeds. We weren't really in the game much either. So, like, I think it's just kind of like sort of acceptance we need to have against the bigger teams at the minute. We're not cut out to compete with them, let alone get close to getting a result, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe, but I would also throw in there, not that their form is very good, but Blackburn are playing a kind of an expressive passing football brand at the moment. Maybe they're in the early stages of it, and I think they're struggling at the moment, so it's not the best example. Uh, we've got to win there. Sunderland, another one that play attacking uh, football, obviously drew at home to them. And uh, the other one is Hull as well, which we got a 2 all draw against Hull. I went 2-0 up, probably should have won that game other than our collapse, but they are also in a team that currently sitting in the playoffs, so they were until their result yesterday. Yeah, uh, if they've moved they're out. yeah. yeah. Um, just, just maybe they're not on the same level as Southampton leads Leicester, uh, but yeah. I think they are above and beyond at the moment. In the I league. think the, I think you're right, though. We're talking about like Leicester and, and Southampton in that bracket, no matter who is manager. 
the squads they've got are absolutely ridiculous for this level. They used to be used to be such a a tight league every year. There's always one team that kind of sneaks in there like every year, but then you've got like Ipswich this year who kind of sneaked into that pack. But I think that's kind of drifting off a little bit. I think Southampton are going to catch them with the way they're going. Um, yeah. The 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 teams like I can't believe this squad. I forgot about half the players that Leicester had when they were empty in their bench when they came down here a couple of weeks ago. And then the same with Southampton. They were just bringing players off the bench. I couldn't believe it. So we are, you know, you can look Shea at our Adams. squad at the moment. Yeah, it was Shea Adams, you know, Ryan Fraser coming off. The, I just couldn't believe it. I didn't even know he was there. So you lose track of all these players. But then um, I just, like like Ben said, we're not cut out to compete against these teams. And I think if you've got a team with that level of quality playing that style of football, I think anybody in the championship is going to struggle to, to yeah. compete with them. And I, and, and you know, you can I, 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 I'll praise Russell Martin. He does play good football, but I think the squad that he's got there. I mean, anybody's yeah. going to struggle. It's best for me, personally. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Squad maybe not starting eleven. They have the best eleven. Yeah. Do you know what though? I think if he takes a bit of time to get his style into a club, it took yeah. us maybe a bit longer because the quality of the players was less than what he's got Southampton so maybe he's done it quicker maybe he's also learned from his experience at us to implement that quicker and a bit better he's had a bit more backing to do that and he also didn't come in like a week before the first match of the season I guess maybe makes a difference Um, and by all accounts I think what people are seeing from Southampton at the moment is a bit of a the slight differences from what we were doing last season but what I was going to say is basically if they were showing the form they're showing now, so I guess the style is embedded, they're quite confident in it, they're doing well. And I think if you take what they are now and you go back to the start of the season, they probably would be challenging Leicester for the title. I think they still I think they still can. I think they, they just keep winning. I know they had a draw yesterday, but they keep picking up points. Well they're still so thirteen I... points off the top. I said I think I think they'll get top two. I don't. I think just the way the yeah. Um, I think I, I think just think the squad, like the squad depth they've got, they've they've got too much. Like I think like you know their front, they've got Armstrong, Arebo, um, Shea Adams. That, like they're probably missing someone, but they they those their three strikers. I mean, you can yeah. play any one of them on any day, and they score. Yeah, so Ipswich are only three points ahead of them now. They have got the same goal difference. I, I fully expect that in a week or two. That's gonna switch around. I think Ipswich are hitting their bad, the worst form they've had all season. They've yeah. only won. Well, they haven't won in the last five, um, four draws and defeat. So yeah, they definitely get chased down. And Leeds have kind of gone a little bit as well lately, which yeah, they're a bit inconsistent. Leeds and they, but I think they'll they'll be they'll be in and around there. Yeah. They, I think by the end of the season. But going back to like what you said about Russell Martin, I think like our criticism of him was that he was trying to play a style of football that we didn't really have the quality for. And I think it always will be what could have been, because I think if we had a bit more back and then, you know, we would have been on that trajectory, I think, with the football that he was playing. But now that he's got the squad to play that football, it's, um, yeah, you see what it, what it can do. Yeah. No, you are right. And I think you are right as well, Ben. It's, it's perhaps we have seen full front how tricky it was to play against that style of play. The teams used to say to us all the time last season, like the manager after the game, Swansea's the hardest game, is really hard to play. We had to focus so much for all all the time. Uh, but we maybe sometimes lack the cutting edge that he now has at his disposal. So yeah. when people were making those comments last year and we were sitting there as fans, like, yeah, but we didn't win the game. Yeah, but we didn't win the game. We're just passing it, we're just passing it. The difference now is he's got the players to make sure that it's not just passing it. 
Yep. But there we go. We move on. Um, nothing really to celebrate from that trip away. Uh, I think Nathan Wood didn't have his best game, which maybe isn't a surprise. It's a bit odd that Wood started that game and now he hasn't started. I thought started so as well. Game. I thought was really odd. I, I thought, yeah, he did oh, start I, against Coventry, didn't he? No, I don't think he did, did he? I'll check I now, it was Humphreys and Cabango, wasn't it? They started against Coventry. All three of them started, didn't they? I'll confirm. Carry on your point. No, I say, oh, well, if, if it is true, I just thought it was odd because I thought... I sort You're of right, half, he didn't start against Coventry. And right. he didn't start against West Brom yesterday either. So I thought, like, a bit of a throwaway comment. I thought, ah, oh, I bet he starts against Southampton. You know, to... <laughs> we didn't sell him to you, but he's still here, look. Yeah, but, yeah, but magically, that's the only <laughs> game he started since he's come back. No, I think he came on against Preston, didn't he, late in, uh, yeah. on that Friday night game. I think he came on late for, like, two minutes. And then he started against Southampton, and I thought, oh, he's, um, you know, he's back now, and he hasn't started since. I don't think he's come on since either. So that was a bit weird. Consi- well, I, it's probably nothing in it, but considering the Southampton were linked to him, I thought, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, because Darling was dropped, and Bashir Humphreys played right back against Southampton. Oh my god, and he was absolutely horrendous as well. Sorry, he's not right back, is he? And I know, like, nobody played well in that game, but he got absolutely ruined on that on that right that right hand side. Yeah, well, I know it's a bit harsh because well, he's well out of a position, but it was like definitely a weakness. Yeah, and I guess they probably exploit that as well. Yeah. Um, but okay, so it's important after that to bounce back, and we did against Coventry. I don't necessarily think the performance was anything to sing about, but it doesn't matter. They worked hard and they got a point out of it, and that's all that matters. I don't think Coventry were necessarily amazing either, mind. But um, it was one of them games when you're watching it and you're like, oh, it's just not really that. Much to shout about, is there? I don't know what you made about it. When if you two saw any of it, Ben, did you see any of the commentary match? No, I wasn't able to catch any of it, unfortunately. You I, didn't I, miss I, much. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> the general sort of opinion on it just seemed like you said a bit of a lackluster affair, where we didn't really have any tactics in play. It was sort of just the players sort of trying to figure out what to do on the spot, sort of thing. Yeah, what happened in this one for the first goal was potentially offside, wasn't it? Do we, we get clarification right. of that in the end? I don't know. I still I haven't in it, locked offside, but obviously still yeah. images don't always give you the clarification. No, no. Yeah. i tell you what was nice to see, though, and maybe we can talk about him a little bit more. Liam Osh got his first goal, league goal for the club. I think it was his first league goal, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um, which was nice to see, because I think he's been really good in the last few matches, actually. And... Yeah, I just I think when he's fully fit, he's he's got to start. But unfortunately, his body thinks otherwise. That's <laughs> when uh, injured, didn't he? Yeah, he's gone off injured again, and I haven't heard nothing about what that is. Which I don't know whether that's good or bad news, really, because usually when it's bad, when you kind of know the news straight away, it looked like muscle. So yeah, whether he, he was um, he wasn't limping, was he? No, he just went down and then yeah. went off. Yeah. He looked a bit. Uh, he, I don't know if I was. I haven't seen like the highlights. Look at I, it. I was at the game and he looked like that. He was like holding his head, like hands and had his head in his hands. I should say. I'm getting my words out. It's because he knows he's coming into form, and every time he just breaks. It's where he plays like a run of games all the time. Because I think he played against Southampton and then Coventry, and then he started again. And I think like we know the Christmas period is tight, and especially someone who's got that injury record, maybe just needs to be managed a little bit better. But. When he's in form, you've got to start him. And then, it, but then, like you said, his body just, I don't know, it's just going to be one of them, just one of them players just constantly injured. 
he um I was surprised to see him starting against West Brom after he started against Coventry for the, that exact reason. And yeah, well, I mean, what can you say? He's he's. Uh, let's just hope it was. All, all I'm trying to think is okay. He's had a lot of injuries. He kind of knows what it feels like when a muscle is going, maybe. And he felt something, and he's like, "I'm just gonna stop, so yeah. it doesn't become bad." So maybe they rest him yeah. now for cup game. And hopefully it's okay for Birmingham next week. It's frustrating because there's, there's a player in there. I think I've I kind of criticised him for his injury record. And I thought like oh, it's a bit of a you know you carry in a player really because you can't kind of rely on him. But then it's such a shame because when he does pick up form, he always has that window. He did last season where he played um, a couple of games and one of them was Cardiff away and he was amazing last season in that game. And then like now he's really started to pick up form. He was great against Coventry. I thought got his goal. And then he picks up an injury, and it's just, it's just so frustrating. He's, I think he's our fastest midfielder in the sense of like linking up and one twos and quick thinking. To be honest, and it's something that we don't have with the other guys on the pitch. Yeah, he keeps the ball really close to his feet, where he runs a bit as well. Like off yeah. the ball in a straight sprint, he's not particularly quick, but because he keeps the ball so close to his feet, he looks quick when he runs with the ball. You struggle to dispossess him. Yeah. And yeah, I would I would love for more than anything for him to find fitness for the rest of the season because it's the only way he's going to get any sort of future here and new contract. If he if this is another knock now and he's up for a couple of months, I just think that's it, isn't it? Really, is he is he out of contract at the end of this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Joe Allen are, in my opinion, I think it would be a bit silly if you offered either of them new deals, particularly because I think both of them are not yeah. on low salaries yeah. either. No, you're, you're you're correct, but this is what I said the other day about Liam Walsh. Like, if he stays fit until the end of the season from this point now, and is available as an option, I feel like we can consider it. But if he doesn't, then Writing's got to be on the wall, but like it was a last chance saloon to show. Can you can you go the rest of the season now without an injury? Is a can we say it's, you put it behind you? But see what comes from this one. But maybe maybe it's not the case. I mean, at most you'd give him a year with an option of an extra one. Yeah, like and yeah. play it safe. You know, play it safe. But like for him, you'd like to think like that's better option than trying to sell yourself to another club and and ask for a certain amount of money and playing time, re-establish yourself. When you know you've got that record, like he went to Hull on loan from us, and he couldn't get a couldn't get a game, could he? So, no. I mean, I suppose the thing is, if we offer him a year, and another championship club silly enough to offer him three, you're going to go for a three-year deal, and you regardless of yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess they wouldn't be able to offer him that until some other would they? We no, have to no, like no. refuse and go for that. I mean, it but, seems unlikely somebody would offer that, but then we did, didn't we, for <laughs> Bristol City? Which looking back with his injury record, he was a hot prospect coming out of Coventry. As we said, I don't think anyone's ever doubted his ability, but maybe yeah. we didn't consider the injury anywhere near enough. You can see when he plays why, you know, why we've gone there. Um, yeah. It's just maybe we're in a position where we have to take those risks and when one of them comes off, it's really valuable for us. Um, but if, if we do lose Alan and Walsh in the summer... How confident are we of getting some players in that position? I mean, I see that as a good opportunity, to be honest, because how many games a year do they play combined? About 30. Yeah, yeah. but what what I mean is, like, Fatino also goes back from loan, so you're left with Fulton and Grimes. That's a big big recruitment drive in one position, isn't it? 
I, yeah. I think there's a lot of midfielders, I'm not going to try and name them, but I think there probably are a lot of midfielders of that mould out there at clubs that don't suit them. Yeah. There aren't many yeah. clubs who traditionally play the way we play. I, I don't think that's a really difficult profile to pick up in the EFL League One. I, I think there's probably a few. No, I no, think I, you're, you're probably right. It's whether we spend, isn't it, is the question, yeah. Wanley. Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. But like Ben said, they're both on high wages as well, so that'll free up, that'll free up some funds, I guess, with those two going. And like you said, they don't play. I mean, between them, how many games they played this season? You could probably, you know, count it on one hand, maybe how many games they played. But um, you know, if we add just another accomplished like championship midfielder that can play, you know, week in week out, just to have another option or another two. Like, see, I think we missed the trick with someone like Corey Smith. I think he was good. As a, as an, I know he wanted yeah, to play. Russell Martin's really, felt that was, wasn't it? No, but someone like someone in that mould where he's just such a good versatile player, you can throw him in anywhere. You can throw him in at any time, and he'll just do a job. Just, just like Jack Cork. Jack Cork's another per- same like same thing happened to him, didn't like it? That. We signed Rocky Messer for Paul Clement, who was never going to use him, and shipped Jack Cork off. Like, yeah, but like Ben said, I think there's plenty of players out there in that mould around the leagues that can that can come in. Well, yeah. I'd also add a name that we've probably forgotten about. How long was Azim Abdullah out injured for now? Is yeah. he not due back soon? Or is he, he is is he... Well, him and Wood were both meant to be out for the same amount of time. So Wood's yeah, and Alan, same. Off. They were all three months, weren't they? I don't, we haven't really seen him in his proper position yet. So he was filling in at right wing back when we were playing yeah. with wing backs and we hadn't signed anyone yet. But traditionally, for the youth teams now, he was like a cam, a centre mid, wasn't he? Yeah. It would be interesting to see him at this level in... Uh, centre mid because he, I feel like he only got the opportunity to step up because of the issues at wing back and he did a good job straight away yeah. that he cemented his place in first team plans it'd be interesting to see if he can work his way into midfield um, he doesn't I don't know if you didn't know him or if you were involved in the club he just turned up to a match and watched like and saw him at left wing back or whatever he was right wing back you wouldn't have expect you wouldn't have known he was a midfielder or a position, no. especially from the body type and the mould of player he is and his pace. I, yeah. I, yeah, you generally think winger, wing back, like it probably suit him as well. I mean, he looked raw. But you would have just said, okay, that's lack of experience. You wouldn't have yeah. thought, oh, it's like it's not, it's nothing like Joel Adamodia, right wing back, was it? It's no, but he looked raw with with excitement as yeah. well. Yeah. And I feel like we're missing some of that as well. I forgot, to be honest, I forgot he was really good at the beginning of the season. He was a bit of a good news story, wasn't he? That he sort of broke into the scene, and I think he played really well. I was unlucky when he got injured. Yeah. So, um, speaking you know, of we've been good... unlucky with injuries, haven't we? Across yeah. the board. Speaking of good news stories, 17 year old making his debut for Swansea, Sam Parker, in the commentary game as well. Uh, discuss. I couldn't watch it, but all I saw was that one highlight of him brilliant ball in for Balassi, and uh, you know we all saw well, where Balassi should have scored. Yeah, that's yeah. the I thought I thought he played really well. I thought he, I think he played really well, and I think that he was allowed to play well because that's what we desperately need. We just needed somebody like that on the wing that we'll could drive in the defence, deliver a ball in. That ball he delivered into Balassi was absolutely inch perfect, and we've been crying out for that just. A bit of play like that all season, um, and why Balassi was playing through the middle on his own, I never know in that game, which was really odd. But um, that ball was perfect, and he did, and he and he just looked exciting every time he got the ball. And when sometimes we're kind of camped back, um, you know, from a corner or they've got a set piece or they've got a bit of possession, he really offered an outlet which we haven't had for ages. Like he, someone was playing that ball in that channel, 
on the right wing and he was getting us out of the pitch and just it was so different we've been crying out for it yeah she spoke about him and why you included him and gave him his debut saying that um obviously he works a lot and has done as assistant manager with a lot of the the players and some of the younger ones as well and he knows a lot about them that maybe I guess the normal manager wouldn't get into so much detail with some of these players and he just said in regards to losing Josh Key who got injured in um, a few games prior that Sam Parker was the closest they had in Josh Key sort of mould and that Josh Key brings something unique to the team that he felt the team missed and that's why he gave Sam Parker the, his debut essentially so, yeah, you know, I think I it was that worked. Yeah. yeah, it did work. I think he was unlucky not to have some game time against West Brom. Then I think you hit. I think it's managing. Kind of the it is managing. managing the youth, I think a lot it? of people were sort of up in arms that he didn't start again. I think you don't want to put up, like with the way the, the season's going at the moment. When he played well against Coventry, it was almost kind of like, oh my god, we're going to pin the season on this seventeen-year-old. Everyone was like, oh my god, he's going to start. Yeah. And I know you're saying you have got to manage it, but. Um, I'd like to see him get another couple of minutes off the bench for that, but maybe he'll get, he'll surely get a start in the FA Cup game next week. Oh yeah, I would imagine he will. Um, look, with with managing youth players, there's a couple of examples in there. You had Cam Congreve breaking onto the scene uh, last year, and then Russell Martin chucked him in out of position at right wing back, and that's, he's barely been seen ever since. Uh, it could be a cauldron of fire, you know, if you get it wrong in terms of you introduce them to this level, and then you look at Ollie Cooper, who looked like he was flying, and the fallen off a cliff so it's difficult isn't it how do you get it right to to make sure they play with the confidence that they need and also like not feel the pressure and let that affect their game because I don't really understand what's happening with Holly Cooper but it's yeah it's just a massive shave shit shave massive shame uh, to see it I think Russell Martin's system probably suited him to a T and now you can't even say that our system doesn't suit him we don't have a system that everyone sort of just <laughs> Yeah, you know, picking up on the West Brom, especially the first half, it was very much just right. This make it up on the spot. You yeah. just make, try and make anything happen. There was no thinking behind what we were doing. So as a young player, limited number of games, any like direct style of football, which is basically what we were doing at times against West Brom, you know, it's, it's not going to save him. That's why he didn't make it on the pitch. It, it, it would have made no sense. He hasn't gone on the pitch for quite a few games now. Yeah. I've noticed. So, um, and Sheehan was talking yesterday, saying. There's going to be some action in and out of the club in January. I'm just wondering, is he one of the names on the on the agenda for a move away of some sorts, whether that's alone or whatever? But I wouldn't like that to happen because I would love him to excel here. You haven't got the numbers to it, I think. Not I don't think so either. But anyway. not with um, not with Walsh's injury now. If that's uh, you know, if he's out for a couple of weeks or the rest of the season, whatever it is, I think we well, still need numbers. All you need is Pat as an injured or suspended, and Cooper's the only player you got in that area then, so you can't loan him out really, can you? I, I agree. Yeah. I just know what they're like, and they'll probably say we can't bring anyone in if someone doesn't go or some something yeah. like that, and he's not playing. So yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if Sam Parker's emergence, maybe they can afford it, but time will tell. Um Okay, so what else we got? So we'll obviously staying on commentary, and we can also move to West Brom with this one. But Liam Cullen. Saving a day late against Coventry with a fantastic free kick, actually. I know he's spoke about afterwards how often he practices those, and it was good to see one of them go in. Personally, I think he needs to shoot a little bit more from outside the box myself because he definitely got the capabilities. He showed it earlier in the season as well with one of his goals on his left foot. Uh, but yeah, very good tactical free kick, really, finding the gap through the wall and putting it in. 
have to say, and I think I did say he should have got subbed off before that, but <laughs> there we go. No, maybe I didn't. I just said I think he should have done better with an opportunity that he had, but he shut me up. Um, but yeah, Liam Cullen then, he scored again um, on the weekend against West Brom. It's, does yeah. he deserve a chance to maybe lead the line, especially when you like start with Yannick Balassi and don't know if you consider Jamal Lowe a striker, but what do we think I'd of Liam, for, Liam Cullen and where he is at the moment? I'd say firstly, yeah, but what I did want to touch on is that's definitely put more energy into the contract talks with him. He's out of contract in six months. He's el- 24 to so be eligible to negotiate with other clubs outside of the UK right now, I believe. So, you know, yeah, as of yesterday, not, isn't it? He's not going to be on a big pay packet. I don't, I, I, you know, I've always said with Liam Cullen, I said at the start of the season, he's never going to bag you 20 goals a season. But for what he is... I, I think he, he's an asset to the squad. Yeah, it's an asset to the squad. It'd be a weird decision to let him go on a free. So that, that, that needs to get done, in my opinion. Yeah, because he's the sort of player that, I guess, you, you've got to have at any club where you know he'll do a job for you, he'll work hard and he'll keep running. You might not ever be the star man, but he's always an option and he's always someone you can rely on to kind of be part of your plan, you know, and, yeah. and do do a decent job on the pitch. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's a great squad player to have. I think he kind of I don't know, he does get a bit of flack sometimes when he's quiet. I think it's an easy one to criticise, isn't he? Just to be like, oh, he's not good enough for this level. And but when you look at him at the end of the season, and he always gets I don't know, say he gets five, six, seven goals a season, when he's kind of a bit part player. I think that's that's important in a championship squad. I think that's really underrated. And last year. He went on a good run of form where he was scoring quite a lot and he kind of made a good partnership with Perot for a while. They really played well together. Um, and I think like what Ben said earlier was spot on. Like It's hard to judge players at the moment because we haven't really got a system. So like I've been really critical of some players over the last couple of weeks. But Yates. Well, Yates before that as well. Not just that, but he's one of them. <laughs> where you don't know where these players are going to fit in until we get a new manager and, yeah. and they fit in. Like we see, like with Russell Martin, for example, even when we were playing bad, it was easy to see what they were trying to do and where players fit into their roles. Um, but now, like you said, it's just we're just throwing players on. One minute it's Cullen on the wing, then it's Balassi, then Lowe is through the middle, and then someone else is wide and Patterson. It's just I, Nobody really knows what's going on at the moment. So once we get a clear sort of vision of what, what we're actually doing, I think Cullen is a great fit. I think, yeah, I think we should be able to let him go. Yeah, I... Um... I don't want to criticise Sheehan too much, but I do find it a bit odd sometimes with these decisions up top with the striker and the winger, like you said. Is it is it Cullen? Is it Lowe? Is it Balassi? Is it Yates? I just... Surely it's better to have a bit of consistency there. And I personally don't think Jamal Lowe can play up top on his own. And I know me and John were talking about this yesterday with, with the game against West Brom. And John was saying he thinks Lowe has got a bit more presence about him up top, but I just don't know if he does. I don't really think he does much when he's there. And Cullen is a goal poacher. He always has been good at poaching goals, and his goal against West Brom was definitely one of them, where he kind of they fell to him in a good place and he, he finished it well. I feel like, why would you just not give him a go up top and put Lowe on the wing where he's meant to be? Because you know, he doesn't really stretch his legs enough for me anyway, so put him in a position where he can. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a go up top, to be honest. But I don't know. I think, like you said, physical wise, I don't know if he can lead the line on his own. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if it was true, but I remember when um, I said to you a couple of months back when 
we played a game midweek. I think it was the Watford game that we lost midweek, and I heard that Cullen had stormed into like the players' area after and said like, "Oh, like this is ridiculous. I, you know, like I'm not allowed to do what I want to do." Um, speaking about Duff, doesn't want to let him cut in on his left foot because he was always playing wide right. And then the next game against Blackburn away, he done exactly that. He cut in off the off the right and scored. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I think just. Give him a go. I don't see why not. I mean, he can he can score goals, so I think uh, why not give him a go up there. So that was interesting when uh, yeah. when when Duff was in charge. So maybe it didn't quite work. And now, obviously, we're saying with Shea and it's kind of you know everyone's playing everywhere at the moment. So maybe there is a part for him when some when someone comes in. I think with Duff, yeah. everyone just stopped listening to him, didn't they? Oh <laughs> yeah, those mass yeah. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think an element of it with Sheehan now as well is that I don't think anybody, including himself, expected to be in charge this long. So I think they're all just kind of rolling with it at the moment, and they like game by game, because first of all they said you know it'd be in the next couple of weeks, and then it was you'd be in charge of Boxing Day, and then uh, you know we're New Year's Day, and he's he's still in charge. So I think it's just it's just rolling game by game at the moment, and you can see that. And sometimes in his selection, it's probably just like. Oh well, you know we didn't we didn't quite play that well last week. This could be my last game. Let's just try this. So it's, there's, there's that there's that feeling about it. So like you said, it's like Balassi up front on his own was was a weird one, but he might have just been like, well, you know, players need a rest. He hasn't started. Just chuck him up and see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of Balassi, do we keep him? No. Ben, I know you were discussing this with me before we started. So <laughs> I'd say no. Personally, I, I think he hasn't got enough minutes in the tank each week. To give us what we need. I don't know what salary he's on, but if you know, I, th- I think it's it's been a fruitful couple of months in that we've had somebody to cover the hole out wide. You'll go off to Africa Cup of Nations with a bit more fitness now. But we've got a window where we can go out and actually sign people properly now. I, I, Is he I going to that? Is he going? Well, I'm not exactly sure. To be fair, I mean, he's got a better chance of going now. Have a look, see if he got selected or not. I will have a look now. Um, I don't know if he's retired from international, is he? I thought that was the point of the the transfer was enough so we could build some fitness, give himself a better chance of going being fit. I'll find out anyway. But um Lee, do why, why, on... why only give him a two month contract or whatever? I just thought it was safe until January, um and then assess. Yeah, I thought it was just to plug the you know, with the injuries that we had, like with Janelli and stuff. I thought it was just to plug a gap, but I'm with you, I why wouldn't um I don't know. I with his age and his fitness, like I, you can't afford to carry players. Like you can only play like twenty minutes a week or whatever it is. I mean, you need to take away. And it's annoying because I think again, I think there's a player in there. Cause sometimes you can see he's got a bit of a, you know, he has got a touch of class about him. But I think, I think yeah, like Ben said, if we can if we can take this opportunity to now sign somebody permanently in that position, I would I would take that over, you know, signing Balassi for another couple of months. I think because he's not going to be there. Definitely won't be here next season, will he? So I think, especially if there's a new manager coming in, I wouldn't bother just carrying him to the end of the season. Yeah, um, I can't find anything easier. So. Taking away the hype about his uh, his song, of course, because that was the only thing we had to shout about in Southampton. I think we sang it for about twenty minutes straight. He was at twenty minutes on his home debut, <laughs> yeah, and then he, he literally sang it all, all all the second half, and then he came on and did. Um. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, I, depends, it's hard to answer this now. I feel like the question needs to be revisited on deadline day. 
I mean, I'll clarify, you'll have him over nobody, of course you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the issue we've got is, say, no, we still don't have a manager in by the middle of the month. Targets, one, two, three, four, could have, you know, they could all be gone by then, if it's possible yeah. we can get them. So it could be a case of, like you say, we're getting to the end of January, and it's like, oh, we haven't got anyone, let's bring Yannick back in, otherwise we've got no wingers. Yeah. Do not know what, though? Paul Watson getting a lot of stick, but you could argue one advantage of him and his role is the fact that they probably sign people regardless of what managers here. Or not. I, I don't know if we will. Say no, there's three clubs in the championship. Everyone's in like one big cluster. We're not exactly big payers, so we're not gonna no. out, we're not gonna outperform other clubs with our offering team. So are you gonna go to club A and B who have a manager and actually know what they're doing? Or are you gonna go to club C, which is us who yeah, if it's competition, I would imagine we lose out. But I just mean if it's not if we're not up against other competitors in the league. But we'll there's a couple of links we'll talk about later. For a while, isn't it? Because I mean I remember when we signed the Danda in the summer before Potter was appointed. We didn't have a manager and we were signing players. So I think it's just this, that which was a weird one. But I think we signed Perot when Cooper was at the door, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, Perot and Femi as well when it came in before uh, before Martin came in. No, I don't think over Femi did. It was um, it was someone else though. I can't remember who it was. I suppose you do have some players who just want to come to us because they see us as a stepping stone. And like with Perot, yeah. we were probably the only club who were offering him anything. I'd imagine. Yeah, it was Kyle Joseph. Yeah, he'd be off the back of a loan spell for a where he, you know didn't pull up any trees. I don't think I don't know. I'm not sure if he scored a goal, so yeah. we could well have been the only club in for him to either accept this or you're sitting in the reserves for a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and now he's in Leeds. Um, yeah, okay. Well, Yannick Balassi, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It would be nice if he could score a goal before he leaves, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen because well, he had his best chance anything. at Coventry. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did indeed. Um, so. Sheehan is saying that the, um, the players that we saw yesterday against West Brom is a team showing they are playing for the badge. Now, I thought we were much improved in the second half. Actually saw some intent, some direction. Like, there was a plan all of a sudden. Um, and West Brom, it's not an easy team, you know, even though we were home. They're, in, they're fifth at the moment, aren't they, in the, in the league? Yeah. They've been on a good run of form. They've got some issues with their squad depth, I will say, which is... I didn't realise that afterwards. The reason some of the substitutions were so odd is because there were players on the bench that were injured and they literally haven't got any players. So that's why two centre-halves came on, just to freshen the squad up. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they're they having a good season, you know. They're in contention to go back to the Premier League. Um, so when they'll win at home to them, that's a good result for us and a good result for Sheehan. So the players are definitely working hard at the moment for him and the situation that we are in. So how is Sheehan doing? So he's got seven games in charge at the moment, 11 points. Now, here's an interesting one for you to discuss. We are currently sitting on 1.57 points per game under Sheehan. Sunderland, in sixth position currently in the league, are on a 1.54 points per game. So, in theory, if Sheehan was here since the summer, by the maths, we would be in the playoffs. It's a good start. My counter-argument is we've had wins against Rotherham, Preston. You could even argue West Brom. I don't Preston know were like eighth when we played them, though. So, well, I mean... Not, I'm not disputing, like, league position. I'm saying there wasn't much of a game plan. I'd say we were a bit fortunate to come away with victories in probably all three games. West Brom, we could have been behind a half-time, and I doubt we'd be getting back into the game. Maybe, but we were, for, we were unfortunate not to get anything against Middlesbrough. 
I don't yeah. think 1.57 game a point a game stays as it is if he stays. I guess is what I'm saying. I no, I, look, look, I totally no. agree with you. I'm just trying to highlight. I think that he's probably done better than a lot of us expected him to, and I think he does deserve credit for for what he's done. Ultimately, he's had smaller sample size than Duff had, and he's performing better. Uh, yeah. Or the, the squad's performing better. I don't think the performances have been anything to shout about, but he's getting results. He's getting points, and that's what we need when we're in the situation we found ourselves in. I wouldn't. People were worried seven gate games ago, Swansea may be entering a relegation battle. I think right now I'm confident to say we are not in a relegation battle. Um, if you look at the table, for me to back this up, we're currently sitting in 16th position, which seems quite low down on 32 points, but we are 10 points clear of Sheffield Wednesday, who are in 22nd on 22 points, and we're actually only 8 points off Sunderland in the playoffs. So if we're in a relegation battle, we're more in a playoff hunt. Yeah. Currently, that's a fact. So I know people will say, well, we're never getting playoffs. That's ridiculous. Why are you even saying that? I'm not saying we will. I'm just saying, if you're going to be concerned about relegation, there's technically more chance right now of us getting to the playoffs in in regards to the point swing that's required there. There's obviously more clubs in the way, so it, it makes it a bit more difficult in that regard. But it's very tight, you know. Like, there's the other thing that you were talking about the other day as well, Lee, with Cardiff. Cardiff fans saying how good season they are having and it's one of their best seasons in all this time. Um, they're in a playoff hunt and all this stuff. And how, for us, it's turmoil, it's carnage, it's awful. We're having a really bad year. But we're only five points off them. And, you know, they beat QPI yesterday. We beat West Brom by a one-goal margin. So what do you make of that? You know, it, like, is the situation as bad as it seems? On the paper, yeah, no manager, bit of carnage going on, but kind no, of I, I squad's think, picking up. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think, um, I think everything we said about Sheehan is right. He's definitely not, you know, a long-term fix. But I think he's done well in that gap where he's just plugged He's just plugged the hole so well, and I think he's actually bought time for us to find the right manager. I think if he'd like been absolutely horrendous and we'd lost like the first three or four games where he was in charge, I think we would have had to have jumped the gun and and brought someone in desperately. And I think what he's done is he's just kind of just let the players kind of do not do what they want, but he's kind of just said, right, this is my best. These are my best players. Let's get them on the pitch and see what they can do. He's not a tactical genius. He's not like there's nothing I. It probably sounds harsh, but there's nothing special going on there. But he's a really good yeah. character. He's really likable. I think the players like him. I think they kind of just, and you could see that yesterday. I think they all kind of got got, got behind what they were doing and just all you know got stuck in, especially in the second half. So I think he's done really well in terms of plugging that gap. And I think we're actually, like you said, we're actually not in a bad position. I think if we can get, and I'm just trying to be optimistic here, but if we can get a manager in, which I thought we would have had in by now, I was expecting us to have it in ready for the podcast but if we get a good manager in one or two signings in january and you know players come back from injury and we can get a bit of consistency i don't see why we can't sort of i know i don't think we'll get playoffs but i don't see why we can't start looking up the table instead of behind and i think credit for sheehan for that although it's just this really weird time for us to be honest yeah well look we got birmingham in our next league game and a win a, a yeah, win in that match me. i know they've just sacked rooney but you may or may not have a manager in by then. And hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can't make the away day? Just get yourself comfortable. Load up Swollen CV, grab your phone and order a mug delivery. Away days at home never tasted so good. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Maybe the damage has already been done because they a bit of a weird situation really, considering the start of the season under their former manager. They deserve to go down in my opinion for that. Um... It's echoes of Bob Bradley coming in yeah. when Guidolin was sacked, in my opinion, unfairly, just because the owners wanted their man. Well, the funniest thing is Birmingham have done this before. Yeah. They've, literally They've got new before. owners now, though, haven't they? They've yeah, got that's new owners. It's funnier almost. The new owners are coming, similar to our owners, haven't learned yeah. from the mistakes that the previous, well, the previous higher ups made. And you know, remember, Zola came in for them when they were like fourth. Yeah. Like they were fourth or sixth just now. And then. I think Rooney's record and Zola's record were not far off win percentage-wise. Like They were the same. The only difference is now they've brought in somebody mid-season rather than right at the end. But they twice now in well, the space of five, six years, they've been in like promotion hunt. Sacked a manager for no reason. And then they're in a relegation battle. It's laughable. they literally gone from playoffs to what, 20th now. They're lucky that the bottom three look a little bit adrift. Sheffield Wednesday are putting up a bit <laughs> of a fight at the moment. But Rotherham, really for well. me, I feel like curtains and QPR yeah. look like they've fallen back off a cliff because they, they were resurging, but I think they're done now. This is what I'm saying about us. I was a bit worried when we sacked Duff and it looked like we were kind of looking over our shoulder. And I'm, I hope I don't eat my words on this, but it kind of shows to me that our squad is, although it's not great, it's kind of, it's, I think it's better than... It's mid-table. Yeah. yeah, I think... It looks bad for us because we're watching it week in, week out, and we think, oh my God, it's horrendous. But like you said, like Rotherham, teams like Rotherham and QPR, Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, I think they're in they're in real trouble. It would take something horrendous for us to get sucked in, proper sucked yeah. into a relegation fight now. I mean, it still could happen, but I think I we've think got enough there. I think our squad's a lot closer to a top six squad than people realise as well. It's a few key it, positions it, away, isn't it, really? If you break it down like player yeah. by player, Rushworth for me is a top six player. Darling, Gabango, Woods, Humphreys, you know, it's a strong set of defenders, key mid- mid-table player, Pedersen's strong, strong enough as rotation, Tymon in the right system can be, a, you know, he's a, he's a solid championship player. I know we haven't always seen it, but there is a good player in there. Grimes yeah. is top six quality. Felton, keep in mind, Felton was playing in that squad that was going for automatic. Be careful what you say about him now, he might get cancelled. <laughs> he hasn't been playing well, but there is a good player. No, I, li- I like him. I think he's had unfair stick this season. I ah. just he's, he's the scapegoat at the moment. He's so exactly he's the player that tread. we were talking about earlier. Like that, that midfielder that can just do everything and is yeah. so underrated, especially at this level. Patterson's a mid table player. Top six player on his day. He doesn't. He isn't always on his day. But when he's on his day, he's the best player on the pitch. Yates, you know, struggling size of Blackpool and Rotherham. He's shown quality. He's still a top scorer this season. I know he's getting stick. Yeah. I know it's because he's played more games. But in the right system again, good player. He was. There. He was working with two strikers with Perot next to him. He's just not been working on his own. 
I really do think, honestly, at chucking a couple of wingers, such as Morgan Whitaker, but we won't get into that again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know... He's like third top goal scorer in the league. You can make a good system out of this, what I'm saying. We won't go, I think yeah. we talked enough about Whitaker. I think everyone here in the summer said, one million's too cheap. You'll, I think I said 10 goals, 10 assists. He's on 14 goals, 4 assists midway through. Yeah, just to weigh into the Felton Patino argument, seeing as you mentioned him, I'm just going to say, seeing as we talked about the points per game prior and now to Duff Sacking, Felton has been a mainstay for Sheehan and the points per game has gone up. So everyone's saying Patino over Felton. Oh, Felton and Grimes doesn't work together. Well, picked up more points. The Patino one's a weird one. People thought it was fitness initially. Then people thought it could be because he's going to Juventus. That's not happening. Then you hear rumours, people saying it's because of what he's like in training. God knows at this point. Obviously, maybe it's a combination of all of it. Sheehan but... did speak about it. He said he sees him because he, he addressed the fans kicking off that he didn't start against Coventry. And he said, Felton started against Southampton. I had all the intention to start Patino in this game and that's what I was going to do. But Felton has been... Like has done a good job for me, and I trust him. Basically, is what you're saying, and he just he does things that I thought when he got taken off against Southampton that we lost something in the middle covering at the back, and he decided there therefore to to play him again, you know. And ultimately, we got to draw up in Coventry. So, like, I feel like it's justification for that. I don't even think Patino got on the pitch in that game. Um, I also saw people saying that Patino was class against West Brom yesterday. He I thought he was quite average. I'll be uh, honest, I thought he was uh, quite average. I didn't not say he was bad, but I don't think he was like what people were making him out to be, is what I'm saying. I think he showed a lot of fight. He probably showed a different side to his game we haven't seen all season, to be fair. Off the ball is the best I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. I would say a lot of the team is doing that, which is why we're grinding these results out. My um, argument would be if you had Patino off the ball like he showed yesterday, he gives more on the ball than Felton does. So if he was as good, if he can be as good off the ball as he was yesterday consistently, yeah. for me he starts ahead of Felton. Do you think opinion. maybe part of that is the fact that he came on for Walsh, so played ahead of Grimes and Felton, so was allowed to do some of them things a bit yeah. more? He had more freedom, didn't he? Yeah. Well, rather than if he's one. where Felton is, he needs to do that job, and that's perhaps what he lacks in. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think on the went... ball he probably benefits having people ahead of him, but in off the ball, it probably benefits having people behind him. It's, it's like there's pros and cons to playing him in yeah. full further forward and further back. I just want to say, like, I think he's a fantastic player. I'm glad we got him. I would love to sign him permanently. I'm not coming at Patino here. I just it irritates me how much people go at Fulton and then praise Patino because I don't think what is being said is correct. And the stats back up the fact that it's not correct as well, actually. And earlier this season, they were backing up the fact. People were saying how much more progressive he is. They were very, very similar. You might look a bit more flair and fancy when you see Patino doing it. But in terms of what is actually done, and I know stats isn't everything, but you can monitor progressive plays and passing and movements and stuff like that. And they were on par. They were also on par, quite, quite on par defensively as well, mind. And I think it's the off the ball, like you said, that is the main criticism. Um, I think he's just learning, isn't he? He's here to learn. That's why he's here. And I really like the fact that he's here. And I would, I thought he would have played more in the last couple of matches than he has. But I don't think Felton's been the scapegoat that he's been made up to be. That's all. No, I think 
I, I I see what you're saying, and I think second half, yes, especially second half, yes. So there were so many players that stood up in that category. Yeah. Patino being one of them, because when he came on, we've talked about him before, and it's not it's not that we're saying he's a bad player, but the problem is, is you know, like when people hound it and they're like, oh my god, like you should yeah. be starting every game, you should be starting every game, then you start to go, well, hang on, this maybe is why he's not starting, and I haven't seen him do much. Like all season, I I had major crit, and then you know Duff stopped playing him at the end, and then Sheehan's come in, and he's not playing him. So it's got to be something. It's got to be like Ben said. It's probably one one of or all of the three things that you said why he hasn't been playing. But then yesterday, second half, he was great. When he came on, he gave a ball away a couple of times, and I thought, oh my god, like I, I really don't understand the like the hype around him, um, especially for us this season. But then second half, I thought he, I thought he was so good second half. Yeah. And there's, there's such a good player in there. It's a shame because it's a loan. I think he'd be one of them that if he had a second season, I think he'd be so good because I think he's got that touching him where he could start. Like You saw the highlights of what he did with Yates, a black boy, just like feeding him through all the time like between the lines. Lovely left foot. And it, we're just not seeing that. But hopefully, hopefully he stays for the rest of the season. I don't know what the rumours are. I think we had it once but... in one of the early games. One of Yates' goals was a Patino threading it through. But whether that's been taken out from the tactical side of like don't do this it's not how we're playing because we haven't really seen it that much more thereafter but, um... yeah but he was very good yes. I think like it was noticeable when he came off the pitch he was like the dirtiest player his shirt wasn't white anymore when he came off yeah yeah that's so why I will say like fair play like I, I'm all like all all you know the last couple of months I've been the first one to say like I don't you know I don't understand why he gets so much hype I think he's a good player but he's yeah. not performing for us at the moment but yesterday Second half, he was great. If we saw that all season, amazing. No, that's fair enough. Um, no, I do agree with you. He did he definitely had a better second half. Than but I think, I, I think when he came on, he was a bit slower at the blocks. Yeah, but he was good. But I think it went hand in hand with all the squad, really, because I was ready to say like how poor I think Cabango's been in the last couple of games. He's looked a bit suspect. But yesterday, he was like back to like the way he was when Cooper was here. He was just defending everything. His near post defending. Everything that came in that box, he was he was getting rid of. He was everywhere, and that's like the Cabango I haven't seen for ages. He was great yesterday, second half. Yeah, some of his decision making with some of his tackles, I've, it's a bit suspect. On yeah, times, yeah, right? yeah. Um, we're talking second half. The second, the first half, he had another bit of a dodge. The yellow card that he picked up for that challenge in the first half was not too dissimilar for a red card given to Hull yesterday. Uh, yeah. Which look, he got away with it. Just he did it the other day as well, didn't it? he? Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the replay of that, but I saw it in the stadium. His studs were up a little bit, and I feel like another ref could have given that different on another day because it, it was, was late. It's a great card for championship yellow card. I think it's yeah. the best yeah. Yeah. There was uh, there was one against was he Stoke away as well? When he just like yeah, yeah. completely took someone out, which should have been a red. But and, good, uh, I'm glad to see him get back up to yeah, his best. And, and, and he was, and he rightly had some stick from. Well, I, I was giving him stick anyway, saying that I, I, he's been, he hasn't been as good this season. But yesterday was like second half, was like the Cabango old. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I kind of okay. got it in my head, probably wrong. Sorry to jump in again. I got no, it in my okay. head wrong. I was like, oh, the new manager must be here. He must have said something at half time. They must know because when they came out second half, they were a different team. And I was like, oh, it's going to be announced tomorrow. The new manager's here. They know something. They're all trying to. I, uh, but I would love to know what stick. happened though, because how did he manage to get that out of him all of a sudden? That was it was good to be fair. No, when he came out after she and came out afterwards now, and he said that the, um, the you know the search for the new manager has to finish this week. So whether you know 
they know a he's new put his foot down maybe and said I'm not doing it anymore like you need to sort it out yeah maybe well you know and he said at half time look it's last time I'm going to be managing you like it's, let's, let's go out and get a win like maybe I don't know you don't know what was said but um, I got it in my head that the new manager was uh, was involved but well, I don't... the rumours were rife that he was going to be announced at 2 o'clock weren't it and then nothing yeah. happened so thing is I they suspended the, the bet in as well didn't they before it's back the open now yeah oh, it is back open is it and closed and opened uh, yeah. never mind then so we're back to square one uh, yeah, on that on that note, while we're on it, Eric Ramsey is favourite still five to six on Sky Bet. Luke he's Williams seven to four. Alan Sheehan's five to one. So it looks like it's between Williams and Ramsey. But any preference, any thoughts on that, Ben? One thing I'd say first of all, he's five to one, but that's permanent manager. They deem it as ten games, and then you're the permanent uh, manager by the bookies odds. Or so he'll pay. You'll get paid out if you put a, if you put a tenner on him now, and he's in the three games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So th- I think that they sort of know he's he's not going to be here much longer as head boss. Um, Eric Ramsey, though, I mean, my only concern, I think I said this on Twitter, do you? could be the right man, but too soon. He's 31. Yeah. It'd be an interesting story. I mean, obviously, beating the Wales setter, but also his first any sort of coaching role was Swans under 18s in 2013. He's younger than some of the squad. He, well, he was 21 when he was under 18's manager. So the age gap of that job was only three or four years with a bit mental. And now, like you say, he's 31. Norton and Allen are what, 36, 37? Something like that? Norton's 34, um, I think. I don't know what Allen is. Sure he's 34. Pretty sure. Oh. But I'll, I'll check. But yeah, you know, your, your point uh, is, is right. I mean, it must be a bit of a weird one. I guess they'll then get those players on side straight away, don't you? Yeah, I mean... He's been in the Wales setup, so you know he's had that sort of experience. He's in Man United's first team squad, even if it's not like a massive role. Yeah. The thing, his philosophy that you know people chucking articles online that you know it all reads well. The truth is, it's an unknown. There's no senior, yeah. proper senior experience there. It's better than yeah. nobody, but I, I, I'm a bit underwhelmed if I'm honest with it. Just I, I feel like people are going, "Ooh, Kieran McKenna game for United. He must be good." It, it don't always work out like that, does it? Kieran McKenna is one of the best managers in the league now, but he probably had a bit more experience around a senior setup than Ramsey does. Yeah, I'll touch him when he's here if he's here. But thirty-five, the by the way. Not thirty-five, is. right? Between the two, I'd be looking Luke Williams personally because he's been here before. You can sort of just pick up where Russell Martin left off. Hopefully, and he wants the job by all accounts. If his interview the other day was anything to go by. Yeah, it looks like that. He, it looks like he definitely wants it, and it makes sense that he's been here before. It's weird that. I'd like to know what's taking so long. I, maybe they look, maybe they're undecided on the two of them because it looks like it is going to be one of them too. Anything maybe they're undecided. I don't know. They can't defend, can they? No, yeah, we can't. We, yeah, but we haven't been able to defend. Yeah, we haven't been. No, able I know. To so, like, it. maybe that's part of it. Uh, but that's probably our biggest issue. Yeah, I will say. I think if we can get it right, then I am like quite excited because I was really, I was looking at it earlier. You know, we've said about like our season is like if it, it feels like it's been awful like it feels like oh you know stuff was bad and we looked like we were in a relegation fight and now we've got a caretaker manager it all seems up in the air so i was thinking like oh well how how are we actually doing and then i looked at last year so after we played on well it was the second of january last year but our new year's day fixture we lost against burnley at home and that was 26 games and we were on 35 points this time last year after 26 games. One win. So we're three points off last year's total. It's only three points. We've got a better goal difference this year than we did this time last year. Um, and last year, this time, we were... 
what's that, four points off the playoffs, now it's eight. And then we were nine points off relegation, now we're ten. So we're not actually, even though it feels awful, like we're this not would have been in the middle in of that slump position. as well. Uh, the rest not, of well, no, now the slump, slump would come, wouldn't it? Now the slump yeah, yeah. would come after the in January and after the window. So it's weird because I just think I, we're really not in that bad of a position. If somebody can come in and hit the ground running and you know get a bit of a new manager bounce if they can and get like you know four wins out of five or something like that, something ridiculous, then we'd be looking right at the table. But then. We've yeah. got to get it right, haven't we? Like, you, you, like you said, it's, so, it's such an unknown. Someone like Ramsey, you could bring him in, and on paper, it just looks amazing. He's come from Man United, and everything you read is great. And then it could just, you know, it could not work out. But maybe that's why they're taking their time because I think if they can get it right, then yeah, we'll be looking. This at. is what I was saying to Ben beforehand, right? And it's it's twenty nine days now since Russell, Russell, Michael Duff was sacked on the fourth of December. So it's coming on a month. You know, it's a long time. But there's two ways you could look at this. There's the frustration which everyone is feeling, and I understand it, and I think it's fair. Um, that's taken so long, you know. Like as Ben said earlier, should have a man in ready if you're going to sack someone. Fair enough, completely. I yeah. think maybe Chris Davis was that man, and they obviously weren't expecting to not get him. Now you could go back to the mistakes of the summer for that one. That's a fair comment, but yeah, you're going back past, you know, you. you at this point, we're in a situation now where we need a change. They obviously felt a certain level of confident that Chris Davis would, would be the man. And look, the Sky and BBC were reporting it. So it must have been something last minute that went wrong. It yeah, must have I, been something. I think it was. By all accounts, he was he was in the door, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so that's what we heard. We haven't got no clarification on any truth to it, but he was that one that was a Sunderland, I think. And... Um, in the evening, it came out that he definitely won't have the job anymore. So, whatever happened there, obviously, maybe caught him off guard and they had to start again. They probably had a list of people, but taking their time getting it right. Maybe you're right in saying Sheehan's doing well, so it gives them a bit more time. What I would say is, if they get the right man now and it goes well, everyone's going to look back on this period and be like, oh, credit to them for taking their time because they took the time, they didn't rush, they got the right man. And it's worked out, you know. And obviously, the other way around, you could say the same thing. Um, but I think I would take a little bit more patience, trying to get someone who's going to play the right way. Is what they said in the statement is what they're going to look to try and do, rather than of us going to like Nathan Jones and or someone like that, you know, straight away to to turn us around. I think I would. T- it's bad because we're still in the period, you know. Yeah. In two months' time, maybe it's a completely different ball game. Yeah, I do think. Um, funny Nathan Jones, you said. I think if there wouldn't be uproar, I think he would have been in by now. <laughs> I think he would have been in on. Uh... He's never playing passing football, though, is he? No, no, and and I think that's the reason why he wouldn't be anywhere near us because I don't think anybody would take to him anyway. But I think you're right with the Chris Davis thing in the summer. But we kind of did that, where you know he's a coach. And as far as I know, he hasn't really managed, you know, properly at a senior level. He was a coach, at, you know, he was assistant with Brendan Rodgers, wasn't he? And then they went for the experience. They thought, right, we'll go with Duff because he's, you know, he's he has managed. He's managed Barnsley and Cheltenham and whatever. And then and then that that that's they got that wrong. So I think whoever we appoint is always going to be at risk. I mean, it was funny. I was thinking when we appointed Martinez, he hadn't managed, and he was only thirty-three. When he came in, and then you know we appointed Cooper, who never yeah, well, 
Kenny Jacket as well. It was his first one. We talked. Yeah, to him and I was day. looking back, and it's kind of. I, I don't know. I don't want to get overexcited, but it, Duff was kind of out of the model of what we've appointed previously. You know, Martin was young, and he just played the right way, and they brought him in. Cooper hadn't really managed a senior level. I know he'd done well with like England. You know, the youth setup, and he'd won the World Cup when he was under 17s or 18s, whatever it was. Um, so there's always like, a, oh yeah, but you know, he's only done this, he's only done that, and same with Ramsey and Luke Williams. I'm sure there'd be there'd be risks to them, but we're gonna have to take a punt on someone because uh, I'd rather do that than take like a, you know, like a Nathan Jones, like one of the mill, yeah, managers that just pop up everywhere. Porter was another one, like he, you know, no one, no one yeah. else took a gamble on him. He was doing well in Sweden, but no, nobody else was willing to take the gamble on him. And then, you know, he was brilliant. And Brendan Rogers as well was another one. He'd, he'd failed a Reading and Watford, and we took a we took a punt on him. So I yeah yeah. Well, let's trying to be positive, right but again. if it comes in and they're awful, we'll, uh, they we'll, can't we'll all pay off, can they? We got a better no, record no, than, no, than against. No. So yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. Um, next, we're going to pitch. Then let's move on quickly to this Swansea against Morecambe. And I said earlier on, it's the first competitive fixture between the two clubs. I didn't realise, and that shocked me a little bit. Um, so it kind of ruined my game a little bit because. Lee's played this before. Ben hasn't, I don't believe. So the game is, what was the Swansea City lineup when they last played? And usually it's that team. I couldn't use that team, so I've gone a different direction. And it's going to be, what was this, the Swansea City lineup when they last played a League Two team in their first round of the FA Cup um, when they lost 3-2 to Oxford United on the 10th of January 2016? My God. Right, okay. So, so you need to name so work together here and we'll start with goalkeeper and I need you to name the lineup. I will not confirm if it's correct or not until after we've gone through the entire team. What, what so I just want you to uh no googling. <laughs> but uh tenth of January twenty sixteen. Was Tremel still about then? So goalkeeper. Yeah, I think I'm just trying to think. Like I remember that game because it was the one where um Shelby got highlighted, didn't he? When he was just like hands on his yeah. knees. Yeah, all I will say before you give me names, all I will say before you give me names is I'm going to do the bench as well. So bear in mind when I'm saying like goalkeeper, doing the mm. bench as well. Yeah. 16. So yeah, goalkeeper. Play along in the comments. See if you can play along in the comments. And if you're listening, um, just comment like how I many you get correct, maybe. Oh, which I'm trying to think think shocked about. Like, would Fabianski have been Ben? Just trying to think when Tremel retired as well. Yeah, I get all this time mixed up. It all falls into one now. I'm trying to think who would have been in charge then, because I remember Monk... I'm just remembering because of that Shelby one. That's why it stands out. I remember Monk got a tune out of Shelby, so it must have been after Monk left. Would it have been Guidolin then? Would he have been in Could charge? Could have been. It was, I know it was against Michael Appleton. I, I know some yeah. random one at Oxford. I remember that. Um, I know I know T and Darley played. I know Gomis played, because Gomis was offside about five times in the first half. Um, Standard. Oh, so we're going to go for goalkeeper. I don't think it was in goals then. I think it would have been Fabianski, but would he would have started in the cup game? Probably not. I don't think it was second. They probably would have had Fabianski on the bench ahead of a third choice, though, would they? Yeah, they probably would have had him on the bench. Well, put that in. One of the two, yeah. Fabianski on the bench. One of the two, yeah. Um, yeah, stick that in. I think we're Tremel. League Cup was 2013 when he went on that run. Was he there for another three years after that? Yeah, I don't know, but I can't try to think who our second goalkeeper would have been there. Because Vaughan was gone, wasn't he? Vaughan was Would it have been... Um, would Nordfeld have been there then? 
Oh, it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're right. I do think he played as well. Should we we'll stick him in goals then? I think it might have been him. Is locking in those fouls? I think Tremel was done by then. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think it was a bit late for Tremel. Oh, I remember the left back. Oh, what was his name? French boy. Oh, Tabanu. Tabanu, that's it. Yeah, it's a great shout. I think that was Frank Tabanu left back. That was the final game. Was it the only time he ever played? He only made one appearance. Yeah, I think it was not that I'm confirming it was this game. But you only sure appearance. Game, yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I like yeah. that. I think it's okay. Time. That's it's left back. What about right back? I said Tiendali. I think right back. Tiendali, is it? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was Are you it... saying a Matt and Fernandez centre back? Jordi and Matt. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's a bit late for Fernandez. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Bartley would have been in the squad. I'm sure. Bartley. I like Bartley's a good shout. I think Bartley's a cracking shout to start that game. He definitely would have been there. Then I think maybe Bartley and Amat. Yeah, Bartley and Matt, I'd say Fernandez would have been in the squad as well. So if you say bench Fernand- as well. Should we say Fernandez say on the bench? Three. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that. Okay. I think we're flying here. I think we're really flying. Midfield. What about midfield? Oh, um, Shelby, but did he start? Shel- yeah, Shelby's pretty sure he started. Britain wasn't I'll, getting. I'll, I'll tell you the formation to make it easier, right? So it's 4 2 3 1. Okay. Which standard for back then, really? Yeah. yeah. Key was he there? Maybe on the bench. I don't know if he would have started. Uh, yeah. yeah, he would have been in the squad probably, wouldn't he? It would have been the time where we had Gomez. Uh, yeah, you're right, Gomez and Ayu. Right. Just saying for the bench quickly. I'm trying to remember if it was this game or not, but I know Alan Curtis got James and McBurney on the bench for an FA Cup game. I can't remember if it was this year or not. It's a good shout. 2016, so it was the year before or two years before we went down and they were starters. Could yeah, no, I think that's a good show. Because yeah. McBurney started sort of playing a bit more than he yeah. towards the end of the Premier League season, he started getting game time. So, what's that? Dan James and Ollie McBurney on the bench, yeah. yeah. Um, I, like that. I don't think Britain was getting minutes at no, this point in time. Not. Um, he came back in under Clement at the end when we went down, but that, this was before that. Um, I know what when he stayed up, but anyway. Uh, we're putting Key. I think we have to put Key, don't we? I can't think of anyone else. Key. Cork was gone. So you're putting Key in midfield, yeah? I think Cork was still there then, wasn't he? Was he still I'm there? Sh- I'm sure Cork was still there. 2016. Um, I think that was when he started. I remember when Cork had a run when he um, he scored some goals, didn't he? Because uh, he left when it was... was it? Paul Clement's summer, so the year we went down. So, yeah, that would have been the last year. So, that was 2017, 18. So, yeah, he was still there. Yeah, Cork would probably would have been in and around there then, wouldn't he? Cool. So, who are your two midfielders? Because you've said a couple Key of names. Cork. Don't you think that's too strong for Oxford, though? Who else would there have been? That's, that's the thing. Grimes? Was he even? Wasn't he out on loan at Leeds or something at this point? Yeah, he might have been out on loan. Grimes might have been out on loan. Maybe it was Shelby then. I think Shelby definitely played. I'd say been... if you want to say Shelby, Corky on the bench. I can't think who else. I, yeah, I doubt uh, Britain. Let's go was, with that. Yeah, Shelby, Cork, and Key on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Shelby starting, Cork starting, Key on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. That's fine. Uh, I'm pretty sure Modibaro was right wing starting. 
something for that, and then uh, ah, Rodgers Barrow. Yeah, he was definitely there that season. I right. think and it probably would have been Routledge left wing Dyer on the bench as well. I'd I think Mo- I think Montero was still there. I think Montero played in that game. I think he scored, didn't he, Montero? Yeah, he did play in that game. You're right. I doubt, he don't only start, does he? Is what I'm saying. Mudubaro, sorry, what did you say? Mudubaro, right wing. Yeah. Mudubaro. It would and... have more likely be Montero on the bench and uh, Routledge left wing, wouldn't it? I'm sure Montero scored in that game. Do you think he would have started, though? He might have in the cup. I don't know. Yeah, it was rare that he was starting, wasn't it? I don't know. He definitely scored in that game. He def- and I'm sure, pretty sure he scored in that game. He scored one of the goals. It could have been both of them. Routledge could have, Routledge could have played central. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's not about Routledge sure. Routledge central with Montero left wing. Who else would have been? Was it Emnes still there? Oh, uh... It was 2015-16 season, you said, wasn't it? Wasn't it like, so, did, did, did you say March, sorry? 2016. Yeah, it was January 2016. It's essentially like this match, but 2016. So I think it was when... It must have been just after Monk got sacked. Would it be? No. So just to say as well, you've got central attacking midfield, left wing, and striker left. And yeah. you've got one defender and two attackers left on the bench. Just giving them clues. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have said Routledge, Cam, Montero left wing, Gomez up front to complete the lineup, then Dyer on the bench, and what do you say, a defender as well? Yeah, I think Gomez played up Rangel, right back on the bench. Not a bad shot. I'm trying to think who else would have been there. What about, uh, oh, I tell you who might have been there. So you're locking uh, in Routledge, Cam, both of you? Oh, yeah, we'll go Routledge, Cam, is it? I mean, the thing is at this point, Siggy is still here. Second son. Who was the um? Who was the? Because who was the left back, the Scottish one, that Kingsley. we traded to Hull? I was he there then? I think sure Tabernu played. Yeah, I remember the Kingsley, Kingsley played quite a lot under Guidelin. Yeah. So I don't know if he might have been on the bench. I don't know. That's could the, have been that's Kingsley on the bench. Could even have been. I don't know if Jay Fulton was out alone at Wigan at this point. He could have been on the bench. Second yeah. was still there. See. He could yeah. have been on the bench. I don't know if we were so, starting in Oxford, but what do you say his striker is? Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. And left wing. Montero. I guess, I guess say Montero then, yeah. Okay, so you've got three three bench slots. So I'm giving you a clue, saying it's one defender and two attackers that you need to choose. Kingsley Dyer Sigurdsson. Kingsley Dyer. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um. Oh, sorry, I lied. You only had two slots, so one of the attackers. So do you want to pick Dyer or Sigurdsson? I mean, if Sigurdsson was still there, he had to be in the squad, didn't he? Equally, you'd think Dyer had to be in the squad, but then they make weird choices. Like, if if I'm, I'm right with the McBurnie, Dan James thing, then there's some regular players who just didn't travel in there. Yeah, let's go with that. That's Dyer, so who are you picking? Are we saying Siggy got left at home? Yeah, let's go Sigurdsson. Right, okay, we're going to do the goals in a minute, but I will release the team first. Um, we'll also do the substitutions, because you need to know the correct uh, team first. Oh, yeah. So, a couple of funny things to point out, I think you'll find when I to tell you. The starting goals. So, you were right, you had the first three correct, actually. So, we had Nordfeld did starting goals. Uh, say the first three I've got in this order. Jordi Amat and Kyle Bartley was the centre-back partnership, so well done. Now... Twight the entire T and Dali, 
you said was right wing back. I do not believe he was still at Swansea at really? this time, but I'm going to check. Uh, Dwight Tia, I can't spell his name. There like I said, it just all rolls into one that time. It, like, <clears throat> so he left Swansea the summer before, or he went on loan to Middlesbrough anyway, and I think got released at some point. Funnily enough, he ended up joining Oxford the season later, but he <laughs> didn't play in this game. He... And maybe you're going to kick yourself on a tell you who started the right back because it was a debut for young Liam Shepherd. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Didn't know, didn't know he ever played for us. If I'm completely honest, <laughs> I think it was his only match, and I thought he had a decent game. To be fair, but we never saw him again. Um, you're right with uh, Frank Tabin, who went left back. So well done there. Going into centre midfield, it was a partnership of Jack Cork and John Shelby. You were very close to leaving John Shelby off at one point when you were going to pick key, and I was going to cry because. He literally argued with the fans afterwards and then left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He got shipped I remember, out. I remember Shell, that game was the Shelby game. Yeah, and Gary Monk Ford's was still car manager car for this. Oh, he was, was he? Okay. This was yeah. his last game, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Um, I know he... Because I think Monk and Shelby did fall out. Uh, Shelby had an argument with the fans, basically saying, you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, like, piped down. It's basically yeah. what he was saying. And then he went. And then I think he spoke quite about it afterwards but that was Shelby's last game people saying he wouldn't run in basically putting the effort in because we obviously lost to League 2 opposition as a Premier League team um, going to the right wing you were incorrect saying Mudubaru and Marvin Emenez started because oh. it was a front it was a front four of Emenez uh, Montero was on the other wing so correct yeah. there Baftimi Gomez was up front so correct there because Emenez and Gomez you know with their hair were like flicking it about everywhere um, Montero did score I've given that away already because you said earlier but he did score uh, a very good team goal actually I think it did, someone back it or something it was a really yeah, really good team goal yeah. so if you want to watch the highlights of this game it's worth watching just for Montero's goal but you got the central attacking midfielder wrong it wasn't Wayne Rowledge it was Mac Rimes Mac Rimes was there yeah I didn't think he was there then so he played in the cam role in this game. And going on to the bench, uh, you're talking about retirement for a goalkeeper, but Tremel was on the bench. Oh, he was there. Not Fabianski. Uh, Scottish left-back, correct, Stephen Kingsley. Um, this might surprise you. This, there was a centre-back on the bench in the name of Joe Rodon. Really? Wow, bloody hell. Um, centre midfielder on the bench, Jay Felton. Felton, yeah. Winger, Dan James. So well done on Dan James. And then the other two, Muda Barrow was on the bench. He didn't start. It wasn't Nathan Dyer because Nathan Dyer was winning the league with Leicester. Oh, oh was it that? Yeah, oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah bloody hell. 2015-16. I was thinking, oh, when you said it, I was like, oh, guys, he's not even here. He's, he's, <laughs> he's enjoying his life somewhere else, getting a medal. Um, and the striker on the bench wasn't Ollie McBurney, but it was Edda. Ah, God, yeah. And what was so, that? Five months before he scored the winner in the Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Ten. You had ten out of what was that? Like eighteen? Ten out of eighteen? I remember there were two youth players on the bench. I thought it was McBurney, not Roden. Well, technically, you could say there was four or five. Well, does Barrow count as youth? Kingsley, Roden, Felton, James. Yeah. Um, Good effort. Okay, goals. I give you Jefferson Montero. Jefferson Montero did score for Swansea. Do you know who scored the other Swansea goal? Gomez, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Gomez. Yeah. Bafton B. Gomez is correct. Yeah. Do you remember who scored the goals for Oxford? Didn't came our roof have a brace? Yeah, I know roof scored. 
Yeah, he did. But he scored against us. He probably won't get the other one, to be fair. Uh, no, not for no, I only asked because I know Roof kind of he got his no. move to Leeds, didn't he? After this, so, yeah. Um, yeah no, Liam Sirko must got a penalty, kind of what changed the game on his head because we went ahead with Jefferson Montero goal. Um, do you remember the substitutes? There was two substitutes. Well, do you remember I had who Barrow they were? in my head, so I'm assuming Barrow came on. He did. Do you know who he came on for? I mean, logic says Emners, if not. Probably Grimes, and then move. Yeah, I don't know. He came on for Grimes. He did come he on for Grimes. Grimes. Uh, do you know the other substitute? Surely Kingsley came on for Tabernu. Oh, Tabernu. That, that is correct. That is correct. It was wasn't that quite, only two subs? It wasn't quite half time. It was like 60 something minutes, but um, right. Frank Tabernu, 60 minutes exactly of Swansea playing time. Class. Uh, didn't quite good was. plan, did it? But I think his career kind of fell off a cliff after that as well. But yeah, well done. So he did all right, to be fair. It was quite hard that, harder than maybe you think. A couple yeah, of youth included that, I think, uh, catch you off. You want to feel Definitely old, should have won that game. Four years old, no? Yeah, he's, uh, he's not had a good career after us, to be honest. Um, right, let's end the video off. I've got a couple of names. I know you've got a couple of names uh, as well, Ben, here. So, news and rumours. Obviously, it's January. We're not going to go in detail today because there's not much going on. I think manager hunt is still priority. But there's been a few names linked to the club. That I've got two, basically. Um, the first one I saw, which actually Fabrizio was uh, tweeted about, which is quite reputable, yeah? Like, he must yeah. use in the know normally. Uh, Romain Mundell, I think I've said that right, age 20, a winger or attacking player uh, used to be part of the Spurs Youth Academy, rejected a contract with them in the summer to stay there and went to standard liege. And I think he hasn't played that much for them, only a handful of appearances. But apparently we're pushing quite heavy, according to Fabrizio, to get that one over the line. Makes sense for me because we do need a winger. We always like to look at youth, resale value and all the rest of it. Um, and we're lacking in creativity and pace. So, On loan or...? Didn't specify. Oh, from what he said, it was just we were pushing quite hard. There's other tra other championship clubs, but Swansea pushing quite hard. It was something along those lines. Is what he was reporting. It's a weird one. He's only been there six months, isn't it? Well, he's, he hasn't played much. I think it was like four or six appearances or something. Five five games, yeah, four games yeah. in whatever the Challenger Pro League is. I'm assuming that's like a couple or something. Maybe it is a loan then, but um, I would. I mean, in the situation we're in now, I don't think we can really question a loan in January. It's probably no. decent. We haven't got a manager to look at a vision for a start, so you just want yeah. players in to finish. See, like I know there's a big argument about loan versus permanent, but I think we're in a situation right now that highlights how important a loan can be. I mean, it's a good pitch to any winger that we're trying to go after, though. And uh, we play with two wingers, and currently we don't have any at the club, so you've got a good chance yeah. of game time regardless of who the yeah. manager is. Yeah, yeah, get that Kalulu back. <sighs> we're dead. He, he was misused. He, he, yeah. he was the right player, wrong time. He was heavily misused. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought he looked, he, he had something about him that Kalulu did. I thought he looked all right. Um, the other one I had was Dion Charles, age 28, striker from Bolton. Uh, banging him in recently. He banged him in last season. And I think he got 17 goals last year. They got to the playoffs. And he's currently on 13 goals in 23 games this season. Uh, but where I'm a bit dubious of this one is the age 28 and then the value. They're apparently valuing him at four to five million. So yeah, I'm not sure. No value there. It'd be silly. 
I'm not sure whether million, we would even go there regardless, you know. Yeah. If we had five million to play with, A, we wouldn't be putting on one player and B, we'd be putting it on players 26 and under, you'd imagine. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming in. We need goals, but it's a high fee. I, I think it's risk for that oh, fee. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're the links we've had, but Ben, you've got some ideas of where you'd like us to look. Yeah, I mean, without having proper in-depth look into it, this is only like half-hour look. One of them being Chris Willock, currently a QPR, plays out on the left but can play central as well, purely because he's yeah. only got six months on his deal. And they look he, like they might be heading down. Yeah, he was one of the hottest prospects of the Championship at one point about 18 months ago, two years ago. Probably had yeah. some Premier League teams looking at him. Had a bad injury, been very, very off the boil since then, basically. What I'd say is because he's been in a bad team pretty much since he's come back, he's never been in a good environment. You know, QPR been in a mess since they got rid of uh, Michael Beale. So you probably get him for quite cheap, 25. We can't get him on a free until the summer because we're in the UK, but could well be a low, you know, mid six figure fee yeah. potentially for him at this point. Um, another one to mention quickly Elias Chair. He had Leeds links in the summer, QPR as well. The difference there being he's got a contract, I think, up until 2027 or 2026. That'll be a lot more expensive. Doesn't get tons of goals or assists, but he just runs games. You don't have leads coming after you unless, you know, you're good, I think. Very similar to Patterson, I think. That sort of mould of a player. Um, right winger there, be hard to get in. Bakwami Poku at Peterborough, 22 years of age, 16 goal contributions this season. Not to be, you know, stereotypical, but he is quick, agile. He knows how to beat his man. He's a left footer, which means coming in off the right, he's inverted, so he knows how to buy a yard of space with the ball. Quite often he fakes to come in left and actually he does go right down the byline a lot and is able to cross the ball in so he can go both ways. The only issue there, Peterborough uh, pushing for promotion to the championship, be a very difficult one to get in. From their point of view, they've got 18 months on his deal. It's not much different selling him now than into the summer. Potentially, if they go up, they could even give him a new contract. So that could well be one for the summer rather than now. Um, and finally, these have all been wingers, by the way. Right winger, left winger, at least chairs at camp. Um, but left winger then again looking to France Alexis Tabidi did a bit of research on him earlier currently at Troy which is the same club we got uh, Mikola Kukarevich from which I know hasn't gone very well so far um, he hasn't been given that many opportunities no, he had the injury didn't he so you can't, you can't write this guy off because of the club but um, 20 years of age this one, considering this season feels like a bit of a write off so this definitely wouldn't be somebody to come in and be ready now it's more yeah. one to like you know look to, to become a good player in the coming years um, contract until 2027, which I know isn't ideal, but basically isn't getting many minutes. He was, had some minutes for France under 20, which is a ridiculously difficult squad to get into. So still 20 years of age now. When you think like Cullen, Roberts, uh, Connor Roberts, they were coming into the team for us. They, they were only breaking through properly at like 22, 23. So development isn't linear. Uh, this boy, just from what I've seen of him, he's quite raw, but he knows how to beat a man. But this isn't like, oh, he's just not like Dan James burning plays with pace. He's just quite a tall winger actually he's like 1.87 meters tall quite difficult to dispossess quite tricky on the ball probably get him even if you did a loan with an option to buy you know because it's january that could be the rather than putting an offer now on a permanent just yeah. to see is that the sort of player that we want for the club point being he's just sitting barely in minutes now what i would say is try a top elite to in france so it's not as if oh he's in second division of france he can't even get minutes there he is at a good club so it's not exactly easy for him to get minutes now. So, you know, I thought that would be a wild card one. I don't know what visa would look like there. I know the rules have changed so yeah, much. I, like Brexit, and I, I, I don't have a clue. It's the truth of it. No, um, I don't really know how that works now. I'm sure football yeah. manager would tell me if I did have a look. But. 
I thought I'd chuck a wild card one in there rather than just stick into Championship League one. No, that's fair. And do you know what? I wish we we don't oft we haven't often recently gone abroad, have we? That much. I know Kaharovic did, but no. um, it'd be nice if there was a couple of ones. Show it on, but we haven't seen him on a pitch yet. So uh, that's that's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. It's literally Ogbeta Mark II at this point. He's still here as well, Ogbeta. Yeah, it's just so. It's just I just really but it's like, need we've done out. it once. We've got a left back once to not play. Let's get another one. It's so weird. Like I don't understand. Like he's not even. I wonder if it'd be interesting to see who plays in that FA Cup game. Yeah. yeah, maybe one of them will actually play, or maybe it'll just be Pedersen. I'd imagine Pedersen would be in the starting lineup. Wood would probably yeah. be in the starting lineup. Kuharevic, I'm hoping, gets 60 minutes because he's fit now, yeah. but he's not making squads. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he bangs in a hat trick or something. Although, if he does, probably send him on loan to Plymouth. Parker, <laughs> obviously, will start. Fisher may get a game. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It would be interesting to see. I'm going to try and scout a more come podcast, but I. Don't know if there is one, but so I'll try and see if I can find one and find out some intel from them ahead of uh, Saturday. Um, but I think that's a good place to call it a day. Been a bit of a long one. We didn't have one last week, so that's fine. We can Use, stretch uh, it out a bit today. Before but... you finish, I did think of one name, which is funny enough. He's a free agent. Remember that? Was it Tariq Fosu Henry we were going to sign whenever? Is he free now? Yeah, Remember when we were going to sell Grimes and sign him? Yeah, oh, he's a free agent now. Really? What's gone wrong there, though? I don't know, he went on loan, didn't he? He went on loan somewhere in the Championship. All the armchair fans know best, though, don't they? <laughs> but, you know, he's a winger. Desperate wingers, I like that. Oh, like sell Grimes for two million and get him in. Because he went to Rotherham, now that I'm not kidding. Oh, it was Rotherham, was it? I don't know how much he did. Yeah, Brentford just released him. There we go. 28. You know, it's, just, it's not, like, old, really, is it? There must be a, an issue there, though. Like, Injuries why has no one snapped him up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, I, I know when he was at Brentford, particularly, he was starting to play some decent stuff, but in terms of, you know, the hype train or whatever, 13 goal contributions in 89 games of the championship. That's yeah, not... but the people people literally were happy to see Grimes go and get him in. They yeah, were arguing with us on Twitter about it. There's always going to be that section of the fan base that doesn't rate Just Grimes. absolutely ridiculous. That. When he's yeah, not so, there, yeah. and they yeah, will come quality assist for Patterson the other day. Yeah. What game was that, Preston? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when and, and Cullen, but he basically made Cullen's goal against uh, West Brom as well. I know he didn't get the assist, but he lumped it back in and ended up creating the goal. When Matt Grimes decides to get up and leave, we will notice immediately. Yeah, yeah that's when we get relegated. Yeah. You do first. On that note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, on that <laughs> yeah. bombshell, we will call it a day. So thanks, everyone, for being here, as always. Um, once again, Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for the continued support. Hopefully this year brings more excitement like the last year did. And uh, see if we can get some more interviews in and just see where the podcast goes, I guess. But, yeah, cheers for being with us, and we shall catch you in the next one. See you soon. Yeah, bye. The match has just finished, and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.